Our next guest is a Perth-based ex- explosives expert that has received national recognition and federal government support for his research in determining the origins of homemade bombs. Although there has been extensive research into explosives, this research is distinctive because it examines not only the components of homemade explosives, but also attempts to source the origins of those components. To uh, let us know more about this important research, I welcome PhD researcher at the Chem Centre at Curtin University, Rob Dunsmore, to the afternoon show. Hello, Rob. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Jamie. Much appreciated. It's great to actually have someone here face-to-face today. You're the only person that's been in the studio all day, so it's great to be able to communicate with you about this matter. Now, Rob, you are an expert in the field of fire and explosives, so can you please describe the nature or the motivation of this research? What we want to do is we want to move past what we could do at the moment. At the moment, we can, we can identify explosives. And what we want to do is we want to move past that and, and figure out a little bit more about where the explosives come from to, to determine the source of the explosives. And this will help law enforcement, our partners such as Western Australia Police, to, um, to give them forensic intelligence and, and, and fight crime more effectively. And when you say the source, were we talking about who manufactured the material? Are we talking about how the bomb was created Well, uh, and, the, and the template for that or the blueprint for that? What I'm talking about, Jamie, is um, the, the explosives that we look at are, well, some of the explosives we look at are homemade explosives. And homemade explosives are explosives that are not commercially made and they're usually made by readily available ingredients. And those readily available ingredients can come from hardware stores, uh, supermarkets, and, and things like that. So the research that we're trying to do is we're going to look at um, impurities in the source materials, the ingredients used to make the explosives, and see if we could link back uh, the, the, the explosive to the actual source material. And by doing that, we'll be able to link, uh, hopefully, potentially, people and locations to, uh, to explosive manufacturing. Bad example that a product sold by Buddings? And you can see that it's being part of the components and, and, and some of the, the tell, um, telltale aspects of that, uh, that product that, is known to be sold by Bunnings. And that will help the police forensically go and investigate who may have purchased that, uh, that component. That's correct. I mean, all these ingredients, ingredients or source materials, they, they contain uh, impurities and we'll be looking at those impurities because they'll be unique impurities. It could be one brand has particular impurities and another brand has, has other impurities. So those okay. are the things that we're going we're gonna to look at. So I'll, that examination of your research uh, into those impurities, that is the key of the forensic value to the police. Or authorities. Yes, yes. Ultimately, what we're trying to do, because we play a part in justice, we we uh, assist Western Australia Police with their investigations. So, uh, so Chem Centre. Let me just talk a bit about Chem Centre. Yeah, please. Uh, Chem Centre is Western Australia provider of of chemical, uh, specialized chemical and forensic science services. So we work under the state government, and we work closely with partner agencies such as Western Australia Police. And our collaboration with Western Australia Police, especially the, the bomb scene examiners and the bomb response unit, make this, this project possible. And in turn, the, the work and research that we're going to produce is going to be very valuable to them. So with explosives, does that also entail fire? Oh, it can. Uh, fires can be, can be related to... I understand that, but yeah. the point is, is that you know, the origins of how a fire started or what sort of uh, fuel is utilised to actually... Uh, to, um, well... Uh, to start a fire, you mean uh, the, the ignition aspect of it? Uh, is that also included in your research? 
it's not included in my research. It is something that we do at Chem Center, so we do assist the police with their with arson investigations. But um, the the research that I'm going to be doing is looking at um, explosives, explosives, and the, helping the police to chemically identify explosives and then get more information from those explosives by by the that source determination I was talking about earlier. Okay, okay. Now, so again, I think you've already mentioned it, but what defines a homemade bomb? I mean, how many variables are you dealing with? Obviously, innumerable variables. Variables. Well, there's there's two things we could talk about. There's, there's homemade explosives, which I gave a definition before. It's basically an explosive that, that could be made in, in your kitchen. Yeah. And that, that is possible. We, we've seen that, that happen before. And those explosives can go into improvised explosive devices. So an improvised explosive device is, is a device that contains that explosive, but it'll have like mechanisms, like timer mechanisms and wiring and stuff like that. Which is so very that, apparent through the, the yeah. conflicts in, in the Middle East, for example. That, that, that's right. And, and the the expertise into all those things like the improvised explosive devices like the wiring and the circuitry and stuff like that we rely heavily well the police the police have a lot of expertise in that area so we work with them the expertise that we're providing at chem center is the, is more the chemical so yeah. the chemical advice so we're trying to determine the identify explosives and, and all the chemi- the chemical nature of the explosive itself that's what we're trying to do so with the information that you collate with this impurities or the examination uh-huh. of the impurities to give you a more defined aspect of where that that source has come from so how does this benefit the the counterterrorism agencies and forensic investigations say in australia and and furthermore internationally i would assume well our our contribution will be a move in the right direction to fight terrorism by providing law enforcement the means to track ingredients used to make explosives and potentially provide further intelligence to police investigations investigations by by making it easier to link people and and places to um to homemade explosives okay Okay, so one thing I'm interested in, like, where do you guys, how do you, how do you where, where do you go to blow things up, to actually test this sort of situation in a controlled environment so you can actually get the data you need to assist your research? Well, I can't disclose where we actually no, do no, these no, things. No, 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 but you but, obviously have got a place you go to but, to blow things up. But there is, we have, just like I was saying before, we, we couldn't do any of this research without the help of our, our partners at, at Western Australia Police especially their bomb response unit and their uh, the bomb scene examiners those guys are invaluable in helping us and and they they facilitate all those things you were talking about before and conversely though are you also responsible for upgrading their skills and their and their uh, awareness yes. of, of the products that they or the, the situations they have to um, yes. address yeah, we're we're involved in training. We we train them. We also train train other partner agencies. We've been involved in, in military training and and defense training uh, for the fire service. And I also want to say, like we, it's because I am a I work at Chem Center full time, and I, I also I'm a part time PhD student at Curtin University, and which is I, a great honor because you yeah. know that is the ultimate in your uh, profession to gain a, a PhD. It, it is great. It is great. And, and I'm really lucky because, like, we, Curtin University and, and Kemp Center, they have a very long partnership. There's been other PhD students before me that have, that have studied explosives that have made valuable contributions to the field. And it's, it's, all, it's all due to this really good relationship that Kemp Center and Curtin University have to do this. And I'm presuming, too, that your research becomes, like, of cl- great collateral benefit to the Kemp Center regarding... You know, even for other projects they'll be looking at going forward as well. 
Uh, correct. That's that's right, Jamie. I mean, what we're trying to do ultimately is to is to provide methods to Chem Center. So yeah. we're doing research, but we want to put in real methods so that we could we could use these methods to to you know help the police and pass those methods on to other police agencies so that they could better their services as well. Robbie, I know you're giving credit to you know the the the, the bomb unit and, and you're giving credit to Chem Center, but. Honestly, to, to achieve a PhD, from my understanding, you must produce significant and original research. So from the core of, of the start of this research that you, you began, how many years ago now? How, when, when did well, this start? Well, I've actually started just one year ago. So one year ago. One so year ago. Yeah, so correct. within 12 months you've achieved this acknowledgement already. That's, that's right. Well, this acknowledgement is it's the National Industry PhD Program. And what that, what that does is it's going to help Chem Center because I was really lucky to actually get this opportunity to, for Chem Center to give me the time to do this, uh, to, to better our services. That's going to give um, financial support to Chem Center to help me, uh, give me time to do my research and, and also help uh, Curtin University as well with funding for, to, for me to go to things like conferences and, and travel to conferences to, to make sure that we, we spread this information, our research. But this year that you're talking about with this re- yeah. specific research started, I mean, how much work have you put into this, Rob? Honestly. Oh, I mean, forget about the, the success and acknowledgement now, but I, I can honestly say yeah. that this is a very unique field. I would presume it would take immeasurable hours to get the information and the research and the data collated. So, I mean, how much effort have you put into this over this 12-month period, let alone the the period prior to that year to get your skills up to a level where you you can actually go into this sort of research and, and get the acknowledgement you've achieved? Well, I've been in forensic science since 2003, and I've always been really... I had a real passion for forensic science. And over what, the last... What sparked it? Uh, um, NCIS or... <laughs> that that <laughs> could have been... Cop shows on television. But what inspired forensic, well, you know, uh, uh, your interest in forensic um, I, investigation? I could remember when I was doing my undergraduate degree at Harriet Watt in Scotland uh, in the UK. And... Um, you're originally from New York, aren't correct, you? Correct. Yeah, I was, I was born over there <coughs> and, and I, I moved over because my dad's originally from, from Scotland. And I moved back over there when I was when I was uh, 15 and uh, I went to school there and I went to uni over there and um, I remember my, my first degree my undergraduate degree was in biochemistry and I, I always thought oh I don't know like when I got to my fourth year my final year I thought I'm not, I don't know if, if studying yeast is for me and I, I wanted to do something practical and, and something yeah. hands on and I actually thought of joining the police, and I thought if if I could use this knowledge and science that I have, and I could join the police, uh, forensic science seems to be the way to go. And then, yeah. then I looked to do without that. having to be a traffic cop. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's the police is a really exciting. I mean, exciting there's, there's, there's hack work as a yeah. policeman, and then there's very interesting work as a policeman. I would, I would argue detectives, detective work, and forensic work is probably the most interesting aspect it's of a great work. profession i mean if if i didn't go into science i think i, I probably would have gone into police work because I, I, th- yeah. I think it's a great thing and a great val- a contribution to the, the people i totally of, agree with yeah. the comment 100 yeah. percent. so again how many hours have you put into this really well because you're a family man i am i have three kids and, and nothing happens like this without great sacrifice well yeah it helps if you have a passion for it and i, I do have a passion for it because you find that you finish work and then you're still thinking about it. You're thinking about things. And you're working on the weekends, and it couldn't be possible if you if you didn't have a passion for it. And I have the right people behind me at Chem Center, and I have a really good I have a good study group at Curtin, and there's there's really good people I work with in in partner agencies and the police that that help me and, and would do anything to to help this project. So I'm, I've been really lucky. So where does this project go from here? 
It is, a, is it just a matter of like uh, gaining going for the impurities aspect, which is going to help define yeah. the source of of, explos- of the explosions? I mean, where does it go from here? I mean, does it just keep expanding? Like, there's going to be a constant uh, analysis of products that could be potentially used as homemade bombs or uh, incendiary well, uh, devices. We're going to we're going to start looking at uh, certain types of explosives. And the, the research that we're going to be doing is going to be driven by our research. So we're going to see where we go, and then it, it, depending on our results, we'll we'll move from there. So it's it's like we're going to look at, at certain types of explosives. So it will evolve. Yeah, it will evolve. Correct. It will evolve. Yes. And, and yeah. obviously it's going to be limitless depending on what products are going to be available um, futuristically. Like, for example, I mean, no one thought that lithium would be as flammable as it is when it's unstable. And, and being recharged, for example, uh, in maybe not the right format of or platform. Yes. Uh, I mean, and of course, the damage that does is obviously you know fairly volatile. So I mean, that's a fairly new aspect of something that's that, that's occurred that uh, in my life that was wasn't there when I was you know a young fella. That, that's right, and, and there will be research going on into that area, uh, even with explosives devices. Because, because if you think if you um, if you want to explode because it, Cars, cars, for instance, these days, a lot of them, they're moving towards electrical uh, battery power. So that might be, that's something that will be researched And I'd also future. argue, I don't think that I've seen happens. so many vehicle fires, of petrol vehicle fires, yeah. of late in my entire life. I don't know if it's because there's more CCTV, there's more uh, access to a ca- camera on your phone taking footage of a car going up on the freeway or yeah. on a road somewhere. I don't think I've seen so many cars blow up in my life, let alone go through the front yeah. door of people's houses that live on a corner. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the electric side of things, there's obviously going to be a lot of issues that we're going to have to contend with that we've never seen before with vehicles. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, yes. Yeah. Now, with... Um, as I said, we, we, we were talking about uh, the amount of research that you've put into it. Is there any other scope of stuff that forensically that you might be interested in looking at, apart from what you're, you're dealing with now as an explosives expert? Well, there's. I have to focus all my time on what I'm supposed to be doing, so I will, okay. be, I will be spending a lot of time on that. I, I am, I am a, on explosives when I say I'm going to yeah, spend that's a lot your of time obligation at the Correct, moment. Correct. Yeah, but. Um, I, Remember, I'm, I am a full-time forensic chemist, so that there is all sorts of cases. I mean, most of the cases I deal with are, are to do with um, of arson cases, like arson-related cases. So we work with the arson squad in Western Australian Police, and um, and explosive cases. But there is there is other types of cases I deal with. So like during the day, I, I'm dealing with all uh, various various types of cases. So so I'm, I'm interested in, in, in all fields in all. The physical evidence. So, side, really, the work science. that you're doing is very practical because the police are coming to you with an instance that you need to it investigate. Is. It is, which means that, you know. I mean, the benefits of having Chem Centre here and people like you working for Chem Centre is assisting our community. That's that's right, and, fantastically, and brilliantly. It's not just me. There is a lot of people in Chem Centre. There is a lot of research going on in Chem Centre into proteomics and and, and different sorts. What's of proteomics, things. please? Proteomics is is moving past DNA, so it's it's actually looking at. Um, it, your proteins in in hair, and um, and tracing that back to to just like the way DNA works, tracing that back to a person, like the way the, the proteins are made up. So Chem Center is involved in that research. I'm not I'm not involved, so I can't speak into too much detail about sure. that. But Chem Center is a great place to work. And I, I remember when I came over from the UK, I I, I was I thought it was great that I, I came over here to to work in this place in the Chem Center because they they were involved in research. They're involved in they don't just want to sit back and just do. And really having that sort of support must be very encouraging. It, it, for you, it for is. You. 
She it, appreciate. It's great, and uh, and it's great that we have this relationship with with universities such as Curtin University, where we could where we could take these studies and and you know move further than where we are, just move forward and innovate. In your experience, are there terrorist groups that have a specific blueprint for their homemade devices or improvised devices? I, I don't think I could really, because that's more of a police issue. Because like I was saying before, we we are involved in these things and we help the police. But it's not for me because they, they're involved in the, the actual investigations and we, we're there to assist them. Don't have that sort of data, not Correct, you. yeah, correct. So you're anal- analysing the instance, not the actual uh, frequency of instances. Yes, yeah, so, so they'll be saying to us that, uh, you know, we want to know what explosive is used or what explosive this actually is and that's what we come in to help them. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Rob, I can't congratulate you enough because I think, you know, the research you're doing is so unique. When, so when it came across my table that we'd have a chat today, and I was reading up about it. I just this is just absolutely fascinating. So, congratulations! I really do hope that uh, when you uh, uh, finish this uh, part of your PhD, that uh, the next project is going to be equally as, as satisfying for you. Again, uh, listeners, this is we've been talking to Rob Dunsmore, the PhD researcher with Chem Centre at Curtin University, Curtin Radio, one hundred point one FM. Curtin.